Bites and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. We got what you want. And you got the lust. If you want blood. <laughs> we got Dang. it. Bam. If you want blood. We got it. <laughs> That's me in the bathroom. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Road Warrior Talk, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Ratty Section, Danielle Radford. That's right, the Ratty Section. Goddamn right it is. Man, I kind of felt bad. Where J- what was it, JR, who was like, uh, Athena is pr- like a fraudulent baddie? I was like, dude, that's not... You don't even know what you're saying right now, but that's like the biggest piece of shade I've ever heard out of that 80-year-old white man. It was kind of hilarious. <laughs> uh, the blue cheese had gotten to him. He was thinking, <laughs> sticking with his engorged penis head. <laughs> and it guides all the words. Oh, oh. It's, his penis oh, is on TikTok all the time. It. It's early. <laughs> oh, you don't stop like it. gross things just paraded in front of you over and over again? Weird. <laughs> that that voice you heard was Saturday Right Valincity. Lindsay That's Kelk. so impressive. That's so impressive. Julia, First you time. never fail to astonish me. That's excellent. And Hal, your delivery, Mwah. chef's kiss. And you know he cold read it is the thing. You know he didn't read Wild. this beforehand. Here's what I don't need and what I don't want. And then we can talk about stuff we like. Lindsay, welcome back. <laughs> I don't need thick, sopping blood all over my television for 45 minutes to an hour. Like real... Somebody has been cut and is thick bleeding. Yes, I enjoy a slasher movie now and then. Yes, I watch action films with tons of blood. Yes, I've enjoyed many of the films of Paul Verhoeven, but those are all bags of corn syrup. This isn't someone who is cut open, thick, sopping, gooey blood all over themselves, all over everywhere, becoming a waterfall of plasma. I have no desire to see them sopping thick, syrupy blood Stop saying everywhere, it, Al. all it's over the place. It's really the sopping. <laughs> it's the sopping that's the problem. The sopping and the syrupy. I'm going to puke. I'm gonna puke. She's going <laughs> to. She's going to. I very rarely um, smash my head open and, and gush like a plasma waterfall. Your beautiful imagery there, Hal. I, I have to write later today, so I'm going to. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> Please, it's all yours. Although I might have to write a sex scene. Inspiration so where to, you get I, it. I might have to switch it up a little. You can still use sopping. Anyway, right. sorry. And, go I'm on. still gushing like a waterfall. We can still use a lot of this. We can still use yep. a lot of this. Uh, women's fiction's taken a real turn in the last 12 months. So, uh, you know, join me. Um, but yeah, I don't need it. I, I know you, we're talking about AEW. I didn't see it this week. I went to a Dodger game on Wednesday, you guys. I learned baseball. Um, so I didn't see it live. And then last night, Danielle and Julian and I were at the WrestleMania kickoff party. So I haven't had a chance to watch it. And after getting the Halbert summary, I'm not going to rush because it sounds gross. I've caught up on it in GIF form, as mm. these things should be enjoyed and consumed. I don't think I need to see it. Blood is like any other like spice, right? Like use it where it applies. You eat fries with like you dip them in the ketchup. You're not eating a plate full of ketchup with like two fries on it. I maybe you are. I I'm, I'm not here to judge your weird food <laughs> habits. Because if you're going to go like Crimson Mask, if you're going to like, I mean, and I mean, Hal's not kidding. It was 
leaking. Thick, ropey like, blood. Was- Stop falling. saying ropey. It's ropey. That's the one that's getting me. I've worked it out now. It's ropey. Stop. Uh-huh. You could also use that in your stuff as well. Yep. Um, depending on how you. AO3 you want to go with it. <laughs> Fully. <laughs> Let's talk about stuff that made us happy. Lindsay... We didn't get your perspective on Wrestle on uh, not WrestleMania SummerSlam. Uh, you might never get my perspective again after this. <laughs> <laughs> I need a waterfall of of, of joy, opinions, a gushing, a gushing a waterfall gushing, of joy, a ropey. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. I loved SummerSlam so much. I was so sad to miss last week because I had nothing but joy. I was watching it with my husband and I was telling him how we had just recorded an episode like 10 days prior where I was like I've lost my smile I just don't care about <laughs> wrestling anymore and I know I'll care about it again but there's nothing happening that makes me give a shit and within 7 days <laughs> I was literally jumping up and down on the set and being like things are happening, things are happening and I loved it so much, bell to bell Love the whole thing. I love that people were given time for their matches. Every match felt important. Everyone mm-hmm. did great work. Like, not everyone did the best work of their career, but everyone did great work. I loved the ending of the women's match, obviously screaming at Bailey and Dakota and EO, screaming. Mm. And I wish you had been in my house when Brock did the tractor spot because... I, there's never been anything like it. I was like googling tractors online. I'm like, I'm gonna buy a tractor. I need this. I want. I'm gonna get. A, <laughs> I'm gonna get a cowboy hat and a tractor, and I'm just gonna run around my neighborhood on a rampage, not not spawn, and I'm just <laughs> it's raised some hell. I'm pretty sure our whole group chat was just the word tractor for like <laughs> for, for at least like five or six texts and i don't think i'm exaggerating but i can't go back that far yeah but yeah tractor. i'm pretty sure our whole group test was just uh we uh, all turned tractor. into two two-year-old boys screaming tractor and pointing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like tractor tractor mm-hmm. tractor uh, do the horn do the horn like <laughs> like if we were passing by one of those like ambulances or buses we're just like do the horn choo-choo you know i'll burn some sage over all this as well the last time i remember the United States Championship being important at all was when they put it on John Cena, and he mm-hmm. he issued a weekly challenge. Yeah, the open mm-hmm. challenge. Then that completely got screwed up because he lost it to Alberto Del Rio, who who had made a <laughs> huge back. return, and then yeah, and then was gone. What felt like three weeks later, I know it was longer than that. Mm. The entire like sort of mini triple threat tournament last week. And then yep. this week, all of the touches of Tommaso Ciampa wearing the Harley race. The Harley race. I mean, the, the way first... they've made it feel important. Yes. Jesus. First ever. They did a, I don't know, like a 90-second video package that yeah. did more for that mm-hmm. title than any individual has since John Cena. The match that, that he and Ciampa had, which Ciampa lost tapping out to the, the Hurt Lock, not only had a huge match feel where both... Both of the competitors felt like they were desperate to either win or keep the title. But, like, it elevates the title. It elevates Ciampa. And it elevates Lashley, frankly. Not elevates, but maybe just, uh, I don't know that he needs to be elevated, but it it just, like, everybody got the rub from that match. Everybody yeah. and everything yes. looked better, was better than Miz, and his involvement with it was great. I think it added a layer of credibility to Lashley, because, like you say, he doesn't mm-hmm. need 
elevating, but I think it added yeah. a layer of credibility to his title reign because I think yes. so many people expected Champa to win. Me included. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would they give him the Harley race thing if they're not going to let him win? Like, I don't get it. But mm-hmm. and I, in the end, it was it was beautifully, perfectly pitched. But it made Lashley look more important because they didn't just take him off. And we all know there's a new regime. We all know there's a new boss. And they didn't say, okay, you know, out with the old, in with the new. They were like, hey, let's make everyone feel important and look important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. Great. A great raw. All Like, they're... Yeah. It's getting better. They're telling stories. The women dominated the show. Well, I, As you know, well they should. The women opened the show, and then it was. I felt like it was a little bit of a sausage fest after that. But all of the women are in the tag team tournament. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I guess how can yes. they do anything else? I keep waiting. I made a joke about this yesterday. I'm like, when are Danielle and I getting our call to be in that tag team tournament? Because they're running low, and they're going to need Go us. Go grab that brass ring. There are no titles left to tap. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, but I, it was just such a good roar. Everything on it was great. And are we going to talk about Kevin? Can we talk about the return wait, wait, of wait, the Kevin? We will in a second. We will. <laughs> I do want to talk about it. it. I do. I have a perfect segue in everything. Amazing. Uh, but Danielle, Amazing. what was something that, that made you happy in wrestling this week? More than anything in the world. And I feel bad because we just met him and he's the sweetest kid. I'm never not going to pop for Rhea Ripley going upside Dominic's head. I'm not going to never not pop for that. Did he remember the DS? No, but he was very kind and he smiled and he was so patient. I think I think you're I think you're burying how well that interaction went, Danielle. I feel like it was fully verified. Uh, The audio is coming your way, Hal. One thing I'm going to definitely say for a fact, like those folks, wrestlers, they know how to make you like them. Did you get Dominic to sign up for the Power Up Rewards program? Because, <laughs> you know, if he does, he can get extra extra cash on his trade-ins. Well, see, God, what did we call it back then? It wasn't the Power... No, it might have been the Power Up card. It was 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. You did get extra cash on your trade-ins. Yes. Um, and then also for all used games, you got an additional 5 to 10% off depending That's on right. the used game. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm old. Hi. That's right. <laughs> Remember uh, when grandma used to work for the electronics <laughs> boutique? You know, speaking of business, it's amazing when you're not shelling out millions of dollars in hush money to women, how yeah. the budget changes and you're maybe able to take things that have been cut from the budget and reintroduce them as they did on SmackDown when Kevin returned with hair, with a cool jacket. And I was going to put this over, but I, I'm just going to talk about it here. Him grabbing Drew McIntyre's head and slamming it into the steps maybe 800 times in quick succession. And I know I just talked about blood, but this is uh, safe and nobody bled out of there. Out of, there were no just thick... <laughs> SFL, safe for Kelk. SFK, <laughs> safe for Kelk. McIntyre assaulted and ambushed him. Pat, that can't be, is it? Carrion Cross? Was that? Ah! Yes! Carrion Cross is back and he's attacked McIntyre. I didn't hate Karen Cross and his run in NXT. I didn't share the same disdain for him. I don't think we ever really got to see that 
take off. I, well, I never got yeah. to see it take off. The thing we always said was that it was a main roster gimmick, right? We always said his NXT gimmick was a main roster gimmick. We also, I also said it was a yeah. high school theater performance gimmick and that stands but we always said this is a main roster gimmick that's why it feels too much here let's put it on the main roster and see what they do and then instead they took him to the main roster they did not take scarlet and they sent him up in a little skirt sometimes he had a little hat some say helmet i say little hat and had him lose to jeff hardy and it fucking sucked and they killed him it was a perfect main roster gimmick and they were like you know what we need bondage gear yeah you need a little skirt a little leather skirt it's quite frankly covering nothing so pointless a little mask yeah. for like you know some eyes wide shut time right but i cannot tell you because i did not get spoiled on it again again the way i jumped off the settee screaming in delight <laughs> when that man appeared on my screen and then when scarlet came down with the hourglass and put it in the ring i'm trying to just emulate the voice when i was just screaming uh, like oh my god it's happening it's happening oh my god it's happening and they can afford for him to have hair this time so he's actually coming back with more <laughs> than he left with uh, and, and speaking of, uh, uh, I mean, we got to talk about Dexter Loomis. First sure. of all, at a convention, was it Chicago? C2E2. Him and Gargano were on the same panel and Gargano was like, so have you done it? Have you been into the indies? Which is cute. Come on. That's cute for a million reasons. But then to have <laughs> his him son come in back law. What and, a rude thing to say to his son-in-law. Well, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a rude thing to say about your daughter. I wouldn't like if my dad was like, hey, have you been into the Danielles? I'd be like, dude. <laughs> I mean, yes, everyone has, but like you don't ask. But that that's that was such a cute interaction. And then for him to come back the way that he came back in a way that felt like from reports, the people around genuinely thought that he was like a weirdo fan that was being ejected. Love it. Storytelling is so much of it is what the performers do on the mic so much of it is what they do with their bodies in the ring and so much of it is about the way the camera captures it and the way the angles the way that they captured the reveal of dexter loomis was dope and you can watch if you go look at that clip as they're dragging him up the stairs you can see people like look and be like what is happening oh and you literally are watching and hearing people be like oh my god Oh, oh, there is nothing like the joy of being worked. That's why every time we talk about something and people are like, they're working you, they're working you. I'm like, fucking let them. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't be here. If you don't want them to play you for the fool and the mark that you are, don't watch wrestling. It's not for you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Speaking of returns on all erythrocyte wrestling, CM Punk did make his return after the main event setting up a blood versus blood and hair and guts and spit and phlegm and poop match for uh, whoever has the actual belt. I assume that is coming. Um, I'm sure it will be filled with great promos. Wrestling loves to unify stuff. It's adorable. This was like where it's, I do think that they needed the pop of CM Punk being back. And that's just, look, anytime one of your biggest guys is out, any federation is going to suffer, right? The AEW World Champion CM Punk. There goes Sammy has returned to Dynamite. There goes Hager. Man, Punk looks great, I got to tell you. Oh, Jericho. Oh, trying to take out Punk, but Punk now right hands to the head of Jericho. 
what a shot right there. Bob has dominated. What an ovation. I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view. I'll just skip through the red parts. So you're going to watch like 10 minutes? I'm going to forward through the Red Wedding. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm telling you, I'm... I'm. Uh, That's okay. Like, Hell, wrestling this is, is supposed to be fun and enjoyable. Uh, if I there's a part it. of wrestling that you don't like, no, then I don't know. watch it. I, I understand. Believe I me, I get it. You, I get it. I just... This is my fucking Joker origin story. This is it. I'm going to go fucking <laughs> dangle gonna do a cigarette Joker stuff. out of my mouth and dance up and down steps. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else we want to talk about? I would talk about everything. Everything made me so happy this week. Honestly, yeah, just, no, this was a great week. Kevin Owens being back to Kevin Owens. Come the fuck yeah, on. Kevin yep. Owens back. I'm Kevin Owens. And I've been gone a little while, but I know there's more eyes on this show now than there's been in a long time. So I thought tonight, tonight was the perfect opportunity to remind everybody in the back and everybody watching that this, this, is still the Kevin Owens show. He walked Ezekiel like a dog, which right. means I'm pretty sure that that is over. And that Thank is done. God. You think Elias I, is yes. coming back? I, I think so. Elias is coming back. I hope the so. fake beard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's off oh until God, he I can grow it just... back. He's just, chew, he's just chewing biotin at home right now. He is like, chop, 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 chop. Uh, I loved that. I loved Sami Zayn uh, getting chewed out by the Usos because I'm like, does that mean Sami's going to um, go for the IC or the US? If he's going to be next in line for the US and he's going to get it because he feels like he has to have a belt to stay in with the bloodline. I know they're talking about like the rumors are they might retire the 24-7, but I not before Sammy gets it. I think the move is you put it on <laughs> let Sammy. It go. Let it go and then with have Grace. him have no and then let him have a week or a day where he's like, see, Oos, I'm an Oos now. And then immediately they're like, we're retiring the 24-7 belt. And he's like, oh come on. Conspiracy I continues. I love it. Yes, it's a conspiracy I think that's against the move. him. Yeah. yeah, I love Shayna versus Liv coming up. Love to see Shayna getting her shot. Love to see yeah, Liv nice. getting some booze. I really felt like we're teetering on the edge of that Liv heel turn that we were hungering for a couple of weeks ago and everyone was like, no, it's not going to happen. I'm like, I don't know. It looked pretty good to me. It looked like she could lean into it if she really felt like it. Yeah, not mad about that. It. it would do wonders for her mic work. Yes. It would take her to another level. I really felt like it was going that direction whether she liked it or not when she was just like, I hear you. I hear you. What I'm saying. And I'm like, oh, she's going to tell him to go fuck himself, <laughs> which would be great, mm-hmm. which would be great. Mm-hmm. I did adore. I don't know if you all saw it. Becky Lynch tweeted a video of her um, when she was up against Liv saying, oh, if she had won, you would find a reason to doubt the woman that you had cheered for. On the off chance, the off chance that Liv did beat me, if she was standing in here with this title on her shoulder, you would find every reason to doubt the same woman that convinced you to believe in her. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong. You don't know what you want. So she obviously (laughs) was like, feels the same way that it's like, look at you Mm -hmm. all booing your hero assholes and that's a heel move that's a heel move and i love it i love that the man is back i hate that it always takes becky to get incredibly injured before we get the man back but grit determination that's right 
Mm-hmm. Love it. If you've got any thoughts on the week in wrestling, you can tell us about them on our Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages or right here. Find links to those in our show notes. When we come back, we're going to dive into your suggestions for the main event. That's up next on Tights and Fights. I'm a heel. Hey, it's John Moe, host of Depression Mode, a podcast about people's mental health journeys. Guess who we got? Guess who? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. I look at life now as the game of guess who, which is simply the process of elimination. I know what I don't like. That's how I found out who I am. Jamie Lee Curtis on addiction, show business, and fooling people. All on Depression Mode from Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. As part of the special Max Fun Drive stretch goals, we've given the book to our listeners to tell us all of the corners of the wrestling world that deserve some extra attention. These are your main events. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! WWE I love Kate. On a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? So many holes. <laughs> so many holes. <laughs> All right, this one is from Harry asking, what are some of our favorite examples of late bloomers, as in the ones who hit their prime relatively late in their careers, and why did it take so long oh. for them to reach the top? Anybody have? Well, I don't know if he's a late bloomer because he started late but i think that my favorite example of someone who uh flirty and fun and 30 and fine um ddp as an example of someone who had been around in the business had been booking things had been a manager and then one day was like 35 and said i want to hit that mat with my back and went on to have a pretty fucking great career for starting as late as he did in the physical part. So I think DDP. I'm so bad at remembering anyone at thinking things like this on the spot because I'm a bad a bad brain person. Um, like how the Bellas are a half brain people because uh, they're twins. <laughs> they're they really people. do just have half a brain Half brain people. It's not their fault. They said so on television for everyone to hear. Um, but I, do you know what? This is more like I feel like I want it to be true than I know it is true. I'm right. I'm going to say Tamina because I love Tamina. Every time she's on TV, I go, I love you, Tamina. I am pleased that you are here and earning your paycheck. Because I A, she was late bloomer. Like she, start, she had kids and then came into the business. Mm-hmm. She's in her 40s. And she actually, I actually felt on this week's match, when she was in the tag team match, it was one of my favorite Tamina performances because I felt like we finally got to see her doing what she should have been doing all along which is just being a giant wall of a woman looking gorgeous and kicking people's asses and you know why the women's tag team championships suit us because i was the first one to hold them (laughs) but you wouldn't know anything about that now would you dana brooke (laughs) but i do so keep yapping your mouth bailey i don't mind taking you and your little friends out of this tournament right now the first like third of that match you just could not conceivably see of a way that eo and dakota could beat tamina 
because mm-hmm. all of their offense, she just blocked it with her physical being. And that performance and that personality wasn't available to her when she came in because she came in in the diva era. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, she was always going to have a job. They were never going to tell her she couldn't come work there for reasons. For reasons. But I really feel like now we're getting to see her do what she just should have always been doing, which is just being that big physical presence and still looking gorgeous and still looking amazing and still having that face. I really loved it. It really felt like we came full circle on Tamina, like right now, right now. I would love to see Mm. more of that for her. And it is just like, it's come way too late in the game only because of the culture around women's wrestling but i love it for her that's a good pull yeah that's a really good pull. here's a guy who started in at fcw or wherever wherever they wasn't fcw it was whatever their I, I don't remember the development was at that time but uh batista didn't start till he was 30 years old didn't mm-hmm. debut in the main roster until i think he was 34 mm-hmm. 33 or 34 so all of his success came post 30s and he was one of the biggest stars in wrestling for a while and had a very good career and has spun that off into into a fine acting career. So, Man, figuratively and literally. It, which is funny because now he's like, hey, I can't, like Guardians 3 is the last Guardians for me. I can't be this big forever. And I love yep. that like he is aware of that and he knows that. Also, I think that dude just wants to go hang out with his dogs now. And like, yeah. I love that. Just do VO. I hear yeah. he's a great tipper. I've heard that. That's always, always that's the gossip on the streets about Batista that he is a fantastic tipper, and I always respect people that respect their servers. Benjamin wants to know about our favorite signature maneuvers that almost never end a match, but always oh. get a pop whenever they're used. And what oh. makes a move a near fall move versus a true finisher? I'll, I'll kick this one off. I love the people's elbow. It's dumb, <laughs> but it's always a pop. It's always a fun moment. And it will never get a pan. It's more of like a show. It's a, you know, some maneuvers, uh, in my mind, some maneuvers are maneuvers to pop the crowd. And some maneuvers are meant to communicate this is going to knock you out. Mm -hmm. That's what the rock bottom does. That's the the Urangis slamming somebody down into the mat. If that isn't, if that isn't an attempt to finish them off, then what is? So that, that to me is the difference. Well, you stole mine. So, um... (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoy the mandible claw and the mandible claw from Mick Foley was not a thing that often ended matches, but it was disgusting. There was pageantry because he had to like take out Socko, roll the sock down his hand, Mm -hmm. put the dirty looking, which I'm sure it was not actually. Well, actually, no, I don't know. They were gully back then. So it might have been (laughs) disgusting. It might have been days since a wash. This was pre-COVID. Like there could have been a million different dudes saliva all over that. And then he would do that. And very often it would not be the move the end of the match because in a Foley match, you do kind of want to see something a little extreme. Um so yeah, I would say that that was one that I always because it, it it's the pageantry. The same thing with like the people's elbow. Like there's the rhythm, there's the getting folks into it. Um, occasionally, Dwayne taking off an elbow pad and throwing it into the crowd. Same thing with Mr. Sacco. Um, yeah, I think that might be mine. Lindsay, what about yeah, you? I had a couple. I don't love a finisher 
that requires a ton of setup so you see it coming, which is why I've always hated the 619. Like, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I can't even start to tell you. I hate it. And I I love Ray. I hate that finish. It was like, well, would you believe it? The fella's in the ropes. And then it takes 25 minutes for him to, like, run up and kick him in the face. Just move. Just move. Like, just just drop down. It's not hard. And for the same reason, like, I love Finn Balor. We'll stand forever. But the coup de grace is like... Oh, he's got to get the guy down and then he's got to climb up the ropes. And I love the coup de grace a little bit more than the 619 because it, I like to see Finn jump on someone's chest. That's funnier to me than kicking him in the face. But Finn's pre-finish move, which, what are we calling it in WWE? The 1916, because you can't call it the Bloody Sunday, even though it's like that. <laughs> That's why it's 1916, fellas. I think you can only not call it the Bloody Sunday because we don't know what that is. But it's like the 1916 makes, yeah, it makes no more difference to the Bloody Sunday to people who aren't familiar with like modern I Irish look, history. But whatever. Just have the edge come out. Have him and like just uh, just have you two come out sing, sing the song Sunday Bloody Sunday. Well, I will. It will always break. And this is for a very narrow portion of our audience. But the Alan Partridge joke, where someone asked him what his favorite U two song is, and he says Sunday Bloody Sunday, because doesn't that just capture the uh, Sunday afternoon where you're like, I've got to wash my car, I've got to like Sunday <laughs> Bloody Sunday. That's not what it's about, you guys. Finn will tell you. Uh, but I love. It's not about the Sunday sadness. I but love I get the 1916. It's really not. It's aggressively not. I love the 1916 Sunday Bloody Sunday because it just feels vicious. It feels absolutely vicious. And I love that side of Finn. That's my favorite side where he's a fighter. The same thing. This is so bad. And if you come back in time and ask me this 10 years ago, I never would have given you this answer. But I fucking love the five knuckle shuffle now because I'm like, (laughs) look at it. He's doing the thing. But it's the same. It's the same reason. It's the pageantry. It's the dumbness of it. It's the idea of seeing like a million kids going, he's doing the thing. It's the wrestling equivalent of say the thing. It's like, he's a do the thing now. He's going to lean over you and say, you can't see me. And then he's going to punch you, but he's not going to punch you. It would do nothing. It would do nothing. Any one of us could take that move right now and it would do nothing. Um, and for that reason, it it delights the child in me. It absolutely delights me. I like, do it, John. And then do an attitude adjustment and just whatever you need. Whatever you need. He's only got five <laughs> yeah. moves. It won't take long, but like, that's my favorite five one of them. Five moves of doom. I love it. It's so dumb and I love it. Got two more. First, Carrie wants to know if there are any books by wrestlers we can recommend. I would say both of Mick Foley's uh, first yep. two books. Mm-hmm. He's the only one who wrote his own book. Yeah, I can um, not recommend Ryback's book. That's what I can contribute here is go. I can say do not do that was one of the first things I brought to this group. Uh, it's true. Right no, it's true. Because I bought that book and took it. <laughs> Julian took says, the "Read team. me more." <laughs> he needs to read more. He needs to learn how to talk to women. The um, that was a whole chapter. Is so big. It's such a big font. If you can um, get it for free, if there's a way you can like sample it without putting any money in his pocket and without it turning you into a joker loving incel uh i i don't say don't read it but like don't spend money on it holy shit absolutely i uh what Lindsay Kelk, that was one of the first things yeah Lindsay kelp goes i brought you a surprise <laughs> and i'm like ooh, and then i'm like ooh, cool maybe it's like some cool like english treats that like we can't get here maybe it's like a crisp and she's like no i got you ryback's book and i was like why did you <laughs> shit in my bag Randall? but i also sent you the bella twins book you do, As an apology, which I do recommend. It's actually genuinely a really good read. 
uh, if you have any interest in the Bella Twins. And their lives are actually fascinating. They have a ton of stuff that we don't know that we never saw on wrestling. They go into some really personal, deep stuff about their family, Mm -hmm. about um, like content warning, sexual assault. Uh, They talk about a lot of stuff that you don't really expect to get out of them. And it's it's a fantastic book. I, I, I believe they had some writing help which is great, and I love that. I think that. all of them have. Many I'm of them. Be real. Except for Many Foley. Foley's the only one. He wrote them all longhand. Doesn't Jericho pretend that he wrote his own? No, I think there's okay. a width on his also. Okay, phew. I know that's supposed there's to be always, good, Anytime but you again. see it's like, oh, this dude helped me, and like you see like a smaller thumbnail mm-hmm. of like a different man, you're like... Welcome mm-hmm. to publishing. Yeah. I'm not putting money in Jericho's pocket, but if you can get those out from your library, they're good. I've, I've, you know... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julian's fingers are racing. Jericho thankfully does credit his okay. co-writer a lot. Good. It just seems so unlikely. It seemed like such yeah. an unlikely move for and I'm that sorry, gentleman. I, re- I, I read The Rock's book, which came out very quickly after Foley's book, once people were like, y'all read? You mean the Rock says? The Rocks is actually really good, and it shows why, even if you are someone who is a Nepo baby, he got a scholarship it wasn't like his family was rich and it goes into like his time was dj in like the canadian football league and all of that stuff and how he became the fanny pack loving pineapple headed person that we all loved to hate until we loved to hate so finally we have one from matt what are our favorite foreign objects in wrestling and what makes a good foreign object oh you know it would make a great foreign object is a book i mean like come on you guys Get a sweet hardcover in there. Why weren't the Bellas pimping that book? It was a hardcover. They could have definitely taken someone out with that. Bad, mm. bad marketing. Bad marketing. You could rattle a tooth with a with a hardcover. Oh, you for sure can. Yeah. Do it, people. I. Hmm. See, now I just think of like my favorite matches where it's like, what makes a foreign object not a foreign object? Which, of course, brings me back to China uh, and Jeff Jarrett's amazing kitchen. Yeah. Well, because if it came like, well, like it had to be items that could be in a kitchen ostensibly that you could make a sandwich with because it was sexist. You guys get it? She whacked him in the face with the title belt and they were like, the title belt isn't a foreign object. That's actually something that you would have in your kitchen if you were a wrestler who would want a title belt. And it's like, you know what? They're right, though. Yeah, It is. My favorite foreign object oh man a bitch love a kendo stick <laughs> sure a bitch does love a kendo stick a bitch loves man, a, kendo a bitch stick. love a kendo stick yeah we all know because they hold newspapers i mean i always like a guitar i always like any yes. musical mm. instrument that always feels exciting to me feels like a waste of a musical instrument but that's what makes it fun and Who's not who's not going to stand for tables? That's the thing, isn't it? That's the I problem. Mean. That's the problem here. Do you think Cody would pick a sledgehammer, or do you think he'd leave that alone now? Would you think Cody would be like it would have been a sledgehammer, but now it's not? I think he'd have to. Yeah. I think he has to commit to the bit when he comes back. I'm sorry, dude. You talk too much shit for too many years. If you don't commit to it, then you look like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> And, I, and look, and I love pussy. We all know how much I love pussy. I am on record. But I'm sorry if you come back and you don't stand ten toes down with all of the shit that you were talking. Then I'm sorry, you're fucking bitch made. Oh, I thought of one that I I, I cannot leave uh, on the table, but um, the urn, Paul Bearer's urn, always oh, love smashing yeah. people around the face with an urn. I always thought that was fun. Also, I guess now a tractor. 
<laughs> I guess now a tractor is my The greatest foreign object. object of all time. <laughs> oh Agricultural yeah. machinery. Yes. 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 I think I have to go with title belts because it's always somebody using the object that's up for grabs and the match yes. to try to secure it. So it's either like I love a heel champion who uses it. Like you can't let it go. You need it to win. You literally mm-hmm. need it to win. You need it to keep it or you need it to win it. So for that reason, it's always, I mean, what are the last two objects that Brock Lesnar got hit with before he got put on the floor? Each of the world titles. I will say at the end of that match, the Roman Brock at SummerSlam, which the whole thing was was fun, but the intensity in Roman when he was just like, give me the belts and just like swinging it like a fucking tea oh. tray into his mm-hmm. face. I was like, yes. wow. And I, I love it when... It's almost like there's a lack of respect for the belt. You know, it's like, I'm the champion. The belt is mine. I can do with it whatever I want. Because there's always- It's accoutrement. It's not, I make the belt. Exactly. So many people treat the belt with such reverence. I love when it's like, no, I'm just going to fucking smash you with this. And the look on his face when he swung it at Brock's head, I believed it. Thank you once again to all of our Max Fun members who make great moments like this happen. We've got more on the way soon. But in the meantime, if you've got more to say about any of the topics we've discussed in this main event, go to our Facebook group via the links in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Well, Manolo... We have a show to promote. It's called Backdoor Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. No, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know. It sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over? Again, we can't, uh, because we're going to have so much content from this, and I'm very excited for y'all to see it. Y'all, I got to watch... Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch sea walk, crip walk for those who don't know. Julian's already laughing. I got to watch them sea walk to Snoop Dogg. There's not going to be any audio, but we could probably we could post a link because it's up on there. But it's all full of copyrighted music. Um, and 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 the the point is for you to watch the footwork. Bianca has definitely sea walked before. Becky. Heard of it last night. Um, and it was amazing and I loved it. And she's injured and she's great. And I love both of those women so much. But I mean, compare their sea walks to like Serena Williams when she sea walked, I think at Wimbledon or something. And it's like, come on. So go check that out. It's up on WWE.com. Um, when they gave Snoop Dogg his official gang related 
super gang related, by the way, um, uh, uh, honorary belt. It was amazing. And I got to see it in person. I was behind a pole, but that was because there were children around. And so I like moved. I was like, I'm tall. So I'll take the position behind the whole pole and crane my head so that the children can be our future. I'm a good person. Better than me. That's what I know. Uh, <laughs> well, you left because you because I hate the children. So that's like too yeah, many of them. Go. Too many Lindsay of Calc them. Is not, is yeah. not the opposite of Wu Tang. Lindsay Calc is not for the children. <laughs> I'm not for the children until my YA novel comes out, which you'll be hearing about in about six months. Uh, excited. <laughs> what would you like to put over, Lindsay? I was going to put over Becky thrusting uh, beside the Laker girls, which she retweeted that. So I do recommend you watching the video of her just thrusting. It's magical. The woman has like no ego and I love her for it. She's just like massive sense of humor. Um, Instead, I am putting over, which was my second pick, Oscar. I'm just putting over Oscar for being Oscar and never stopping being Oscar. If you follow her on YouTube, if you watch her YouTube videos, she's such a delight. Kanachan TV. Right? I recently spent like 20 minutes of my precious, my one precious life watching Oscar buy a car because it's just so lovely and she's just so nice. So on Raw this week, when Oscar danced to Bianca Belair's music, I like to tag moments of my serotonin boosts for the week in case I need to pop, <laughs> in case I need to pop back. And that was a big old boost for me. It was Oscar dancing to Bianca Belair's music. What a wonderful person and what a wonderful wrestler. Just, I love her so much. I just want to go to Las Vegas and give her a hug. She's so yes. great. <laughs> I want to put in a clip of Champa's promo from Raw, just so you could hear it. We talked about how great it is. Here's a little clip of it. Harley looking down on me with the misfect by my side with the United States title on the line. This will truly be my moment. Tonight when I step foot in that ring and Bobby Lashley looks into my eyes, he will feel my sacrifice and he will realize that he's already lost that does it for this episode of tights mm. and fights this week your hosts were daniel radford and lindsey kelk along with me hal lublin you can follow me at hal lublin on all socials that's where i'll let you know what's happening danielle um, yeah, you can follow me on all socials at Danielle Radford. Sometimes there's an underscore, whatever. I post my socials. I think I'm going to finally take a talk this week. No. Because I'm like, I know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I think I'm going to finally take a talk. So, uh, well, I have to because there are all these fake Danielle Radford TikTok accounts, which is weird because I literally post nothing. I only have an account so I can follow my friends and everyone. But anyway, whatever. Yeah, I think I'm going to take a talk this week or next week. So look out for that. It will be something boring. It's probably me learning how to knit. Awesome. Lindsay. Yeah, at Lindsay Kelk on social media, all of the places. You can currently, if you're in the UK right now, you can buy, you can buy On a Night Like This, my most recent book for 99 pence on ebook, which is honestly just obscene. It's That's real cheap. That's real cheap. So you can download it on ebook for 99p if you're in the UK. So go do that, please, so my cats can eat. Thank you. Oh, uh, also, quick aside, if you like an audio book, the narrator. She's really good. She's really good. 
Our producer is the punter slam, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels in the show notes. That's where you find them. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported